Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From from billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The general manager of footy at the AFL is Steve Hawking. Steve, great to have your time on Crunch Time. Hi, Jared. Thanks for having me. In hindsight, was there a level of, of absurdity around the protocols on Thursday nights uh, in Adelaide and what transpired with Geelong? Oh, Jared. Look, it's, um, you know, the, the pleasing thing is what uh, what we've been able to do is work closely with the South Australian government to deliver games. I think that's really important uh, that aspect, um, and that needs to be acknowledged. So, uh, what what we are trying to do um, in working with the South Australian government is is make sure that um, the health and well-being of, of South Australians um, is is looked after. It also. Um, you know, the, the, the players um, in, in this case being Geelong and the week before being Collingwood. Um, so uh, we've worked closely with them. Um, we think that, uh, you know, unfortunately there was a bit of disruption around fog uh, landing, um, being un- unable to land the plane here at, uh, at Avalon. So we had to make a, a late call on that. We left it as open as we possibly could to try and get Geelong home. But you know, I'd, I'd refer back to, um, Jared Watt, uh, how good that game was. You know, it was, it was a pretty exceptional game delivered by by two teams that are uh, living to those uh, those protocols that uh, are put in place. It felt like it mattered a lot that Collingwood and Geelong won in consecutive weeks. But is there a balance, Steve, between what is suitable for high-performance professional sports and the, the finicky, rigid protocols that are being put in place by health officials? Oh, look, I think, uh, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate, Jared. if you have a look at over the last 12 months, we've, we've aligned ourselves to the health officials that you've uh, acknowledged there um, and, and the uh, the governments. And, you know, we, we've been able to deliver the competition and that's largely due to um, the players and, and all the coaches, the clubs. They've, they've just been, um, you know, fantastic in the way they've actually worked through it. So... Now, where we can, we work closely um, you know, with the governments and, and um, you know, manage those protocols as, as best we can. Um, but we'll be guided by them because they're just, they're, after all, they're trying to look after the health and safety of, of, of our communities. Victoria's out of lockdown. There's one new positive case today. Do you feel a sense of optimism that borders will soon come down and you'll have more flexibility? Uh, and I, in the question, I salute you all for being able to keep the fixture going through uh, two extremely difficult weeks log- uh, logistics-wise. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jared, and, and and thanks for acknowledging that. It's 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 certainly something that um, you know, the, the the whole competition should be commended for that. You know, you've just touched on that as far as the two teams that have travelled into into South Australia. But you know, we've been fortunate with the uh, New South Wales government. Um, you know, to, to uh, be able to play a number of games there. We've got um, Tasmania um, that is supporting uh, a game down there this weekend and, and into the future as well. Um, we're able to get a game away up in Cairns. Um, you know, th- these things you can't do 
um, without uh, without that support. So um, yeah, we're 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 very we're very fortunate, um, but also acknowledge that everybody's doing it really tough across you know the Victorian community after being in lockdown um, over the last couple of weeks. Everyone's uh, yeah, it, it's not just uh, AFL football. Everybody across the community are doing it tough. Do you think next round, North Melbourne and Brisbane, Hawthorne and Essendon is likely to be played at Marvel and the MCG or will they be relocated? Uh, we're working through that at the moment, Jared. So what, what I can acknowledge is that uh, the time slots for round 14 um, will go ahead as planned, um, but we're still, we're still just in the, in the final stages as to... Um, now we, we, we don't and, and haven't at any stage um, run ahead of um, you know, the, the, the state governments and uh, particularly here in Victoria, um, everyone's keen, uh, you know, particularly uh, fans and supporters um, to get back to the football. So if we can achieve that, um, that would be a great outcome. Will, so just give, just on a principle, Steve, is it likely that you would move them if you couldn't have a crowd? What, what's the defining um, moment as to whether the games get moved or not? I think that uh, yeah, definitely where we can uh, have crowds, Jared. Uh, you know, that's what we're aiming to do. But again, the numbers are tracking well uh, here in Victoria, and credit to everybody on on the back of that. Um, but we'll, we'll just stay in alignment with uh, with the Vic government, and, and we'll know more in over the coming days. Um, as I say, we're still we're still planning through that. As I, I know, um, you would appreciate and understand. Um, you know, a lot of this. There's been uh, it escalated so quickly here. Um, you know, we, we needed to get ahead of it and were able to, um, and say so that that's just through support of everybody across the whole competition, but also the uh, the state governments. Is Friday night locked for Geelong? Uh, n- not at this stage. It's something that uh, as I say we're working through with the Vic uh, the Vic government. So okay. we we would absolutely like it to go ahead there, but. Um, we're not going to race ahead um, and, until uh, we have that confirmed by the Victorian government. And do you have any read when borders might come down, given now that Victoria is out of lockdown? Uh, no, we, uh, <coughs> we we absolutely don't. But if um, we have a look at what has gone on um, over you know, uh, past um, experiences with this, particularly in, in 2021, there does there does seem to be a quick response. Um, from the uh, the state governments once it's under control, so it's 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 almost like it's um, you know you go into a really hard lockdown and then very quickly um, if if you've nailed it it uh, it opens back up again. And the last one out of Thursday night is um, Chris Scott and the the three quarter time passing by with a crowd member. Have you looked into that? What's your read on that? Is there anything to be done about that? Uh, the logistics of that. Look, it's something that um, the South Australian government uh, are okay with. I, th- I think it was just a um, accidental, um, uh, you know, slight trip. There is my understanding. Um, uh, you know, I, we would acknowledge the fact that there is um, you know, some work to be done around uh, you know, coaches coming through. It's 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 a uh, it's an unusual one compared to other stadiums where you know a lot of, a lot of our other stadiums the the coaches don't come through the crowd. So we'll, we'll just continue to work with the relevant stakeholders on that. Um, and, and certainly, you know, if we need to address it, we will. Steve Hawkins, the GM of footy at the AFL, Justin Lepich. Steve, obviously a big bone of contention this year is the, the soft cap and all the work um, that needs to be done off the field. There's been obviously a lot of negative talk, I guess publicly from those involved with Bevo 
mentioning that the, the, the game's probably lost its luster, the roles out there. Craig McRae last night mentioning it's harder than it's ever been and the, the multitasking and medical staff being under-resourced. Are the AFL aware of the toll coming out and the language coming out of those involved at Clubland? Yeah, we certainly are, Justin. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, firstly, what what I would like to acknowledge is uh, this, this isn't just been exclusively... Um, in, impacting the AFL. This is every business right across, you know, the whole world and, and particularly uh, within this country. Um, you know, you listen to a lot of cafe owners and, and uh, restaurant owners and so forth. Everyone's been impacted in some way, um, you know, significantly by this. So um, certainly we're, we're, we're hearing that language. What we are doing is we're addressing it via, um, you know, the right meetings with the clubs to understand if, if there is any um, adjustments that are required, and if so, um, you know, where do you potentially make those adjustments? Um, you know, what, what I would say is that, um, you know, if, if you have a look at the work that's going on, everybody is working. Like my team, um, and my team has, has been reduced by, um, you know, up to 30% um, from, uh, you know, pre-COVID to, to now, and, and we're delivering, um, you know, the competition in the way that we are um, with that reduced workforce. We've had to learn new ways um, and, and uh, implement new systems to, to cope with those workloads and you know, r- right through to you know, managing people in and out of the programs. And I, I think that um, you know, if we're going to continue to spend time on um, uh, recognising that what we had prior to COVID, um, we're still doing that post-COVID for for a, a, a reduction in the soft cap, that's that's just not doable. And so all of us, it's incumbent on all of us to understand that and recognise that uh, you know where where we should, you, you, you need to you know potentially um, be doing things differently. That's certainly what we've adopted at the AFL. Yeah, and I know your staff as well. As you said, everyone's taking a hit. Restaurant owners, the whole lot. It's, is it a little bit different with the staff, given there is a cap for them? Restaurant owners don't have a cap. Your staff don't have a cap. These coaches, these people have to be forced into make decisions based under that. Are the AFL open to a, even a collective bargaining agreement or, or, or someone to have a conversation so they get both sides of the ledger? Uh, look, the, the, uh, the conversations are going, uh, going on, Justin. And, and you know, one of the things that has come out um, of, of this COVID period is just the generosity of spirit right across the whole competition. And, and off the back of that, I, I think we're collaborating more than we ever have. And, and so, you know, everyone's listening um, to, you know, what are the emerging issues. Um, you know, let's let's recognise that, um, that, you know, that soft cap, we're only six months into it. So, um, you know, we, we need a whole season to, to understand it. But in saying that, we are having those um, discussions with, all the all the relevant uh, decision makers ac- across the competition, and we'll continue to do that. So they are being heard, um, and they're being well represented by the relevant people. Who are their representation? Because I know the CEOs meet about it; they're, they're not in the uh, soft cap per se. Are there, is there any representation or a figurehead? I know the AFL CA aren't a union, so to speak, but is there a figurehead that represents these people, or is it just the CEOs that go into bat for them? Uh, so it's, it's everyone from CEOs. So the, the meetings that are being held with clubs, Justin, uh, uh, in, include, depending on the club, it includes the, the CEO, um, the CFO. Um, at times, uh, there's been senior coaches um, and GMs of football in those meetings, um, you know, varied across clubs. Um, you know, we continue to work with um, the uh, you know, Doctors Association. You know, you talked about allied health and so forth. Um, 
you know, Dr. Kate Hall is, is uh, works in my team and is, is regularly meeting with all the psychologists across the club. So there's, there's excellent rep- representation at all the different levels um, that you've touched on. Do you worry, Steve? Do you think the worry is real that good people could be lost from the industry because of the stresses they are feeling in the reduced environment? Um, look, I, I think in, in any in any um, uh, business, Jared, there's always a risk of that. Um, uh, there, there, there will just naturally be people that um, you know will make decisions um, based on what is best for their own circumstance and. And, and so, you know, what we're mindful of is, you know, making sure that we're, um, you know, delivering a, uh, a game that's inclusive of all. Um, it's, it's available and, and able to be accessed by, you know, a, a range of different uh, players, coaches. And I, and I don't think it's just coaches. I think, you know, we, we want to maintain, um, you know, elite competition. And I, I think what we're seeing this year is we're, we're definitely seeing an elite competition on full display. We saw that with the AFLW Com, you know, it's 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 one of the best seasons in five seasons of that, and in 2021, what we're seeing with the, uh, the AFL competition is an exceptional uh, comp, and 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 that's people. Now, at times, people will you know, make decisions based on their own personal circumstance where they may leave the industry. Steve, is it fair to assume that clubs will receive more money in that soft cap next year? Is it can it turn around that quickly? Have you identified that that is a priority going forward? Oh, that's a long way off, Nick. I, I think that um, you know, what I've acknowledged in this, um, you know, this discussion is that we're working through that, um, and uh, that, that there'll be uh, the relevant people will make those decisions at the appropriate time. We saw a couple of weeks ago player movement through the mid-season draft. Firstly, did you like what you saw a couple of weeks ago, and did that satisfy where you're at right now with what you're seeing? Uh, yeah, I, I really like it. Nick, I think that um, you know, it was first introduced in 2019, and, and uh, you know, there's a range of players that have continued um, you know, to, to contribute to uh, the game. Um, you know, if, if we go through that list alone, uh, you've got John Noble and Will Snelling, Marlon Pickett. Um, you know, if you go to the SSP period as well, across um, you know, December sort of through to March, you've got Sydney Stack and Michael Gibbons and and many others that have found their way onto alternative ways onto club lists. And so, yeah, this, this piece really excites, excites me, excites our team. Um, and uh, you, know, you, you look at someone like uh, John Newcomb last night, you know, playing, playing his first game um, you know, a, a week later after being taken. It, it, it shows that second-tier competitions can support um, the, elite, the elite competition. And... Um, and those opportunities are available. Clubs are in that, you know, that um, that headspace that they can actually um, elevate their list within a season. And I think, you know, for fans of Hawthorne, they'll they'll watch, um, you know, Joy now over the remainder of the season and be quite excited by it. So, I think where we can, um, you know, having having the ability to to access players um, and give them and provide them with opportunities to to play, um, you know. The AFL game is, is is we should be doing that. It excites you. It excites the clubs. It excites the fans. You mentioned Newcomb last night. Does that mean, as a flow on from all of that, that there needs to be more opportunity for players to be able to move throughout the year? Look, I, I think that's something that we definitely do need to continue to explore. Nick, I, I'm on record of of uh, being supportive of that. 
Um, and uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you know what it does do is it provides clubs with the ability to, um, uh, you know, potentially continue to compete throughout the year as well. And um, you know, there's there's uh, there's a range of players across clubs that uh, you know, just aren't you know, playing AFL football, and they're, they're there to do that. So you know, can we potentially provide opportunities for them? Um, you know, to, to uh, move to another club, they're all things that uh, need to be explored. And we'll work with the AFLPA on that and, and the clubs um, as to whether or not that can be achieved. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than um, willing to acknowledge. I think it's an exciting part of um, our future. Does that include the potential of a trade window, the club-to-club trading in the middle of the season? Yeah, Jared. Look, there's a there's a range of things to consider on you know with that um, you know, whether whether you can be trading um, draft picks at that time as well. So there's a number of things that need to be considered with that. But I, I think it adds to adds to our game. Steve, Sam Edmund here. I wanted to ask you about Dane Beams, who, as we know, had two years to run on a contract when he announced his retirement following a break from the game for mental health reasons. Obviously, he was adamant on SEN this week that his settlement came outside Collingwood's salary cap. Um, did it? Well, Sam, I, I can't. Um, I can't comment on individual cases. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll just state that up front, um, and, and I'll also acknowledge that it actually doesn't sit in my area. But what I will acknowledge is that um, you know, all of the Collingwood player contracts and, and, and every player contract across you know the competition um, has to be approved by the AFL. Um, yeah, that, that's what I you know I, I can comment on. So, so, Steve, should it be in the AFL's interest, broadly speaking, to, to help clubs shuffle money around in this space? Uh, as, as I said, Sam, it's, 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 it doesn't sit in my particular area and uh, you know, Andrew Dillon and his team look after this and, and um, you know, they, they work closely with the clubs. Um, every club, every player's contract has to be approved, submitted from the club to the AFL for approval. Just coming back to the football department soft cap that Justin was asking you about earlier, is it fair to assume that there'd be a moderate lift there, do you think, going into next season, Steve? No, look, I, I certainly haven't uh, acknowledged that, Sam, in, in what I shared with, with, um, you know, with Justin there. It's, um, it, it's something that we're working through. We'll continue to work through um, you know, where, where that lands. You know, it, currently, if you have a look at the last two to three weeks, I think we all need to be reminded of the impact on the competition and the community and um, you know to race ahead and and talk about what um, 2022 um, you know is going going to look like would be foolish of, of every one of us um, across the competition you know we've got to make sure that the game continues to um, you know to um, flourish and and part of that is um, you know considering what um, has has been impacted over the last two to three weeks and, and, and also make sure that it's there for all of our fans and supporters um, into the future. And so we've got to be responsible around that. And, and that's a, that, that is a stewardship that we carry seriously and, and we'll continue to uh, make sure that we apply in that decision-making. You know, the, game, the game has to grow. It has to be available for future generations. And, and so sensible decision-making around that um, is really important. And it's got to be there for our fans and supporters. You know, we've got to get them back back to the game. Could it be there for us on a Thursday night, Steve? Could we have Thursday night footy every week next year? Oh, I think we'd all enjoy that, Jared, wouldn't we? It's, uh, look, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a football fan like all of you um, on this call and 
uh, I loved sitting there on on Thursday night, um, you know, watching that game. It was an extraordinary game of football. I think it's you know one of the best games of the season. It, it had absolutely everything on display. You know, both teams, um, you know, going toe to toe and and big key forwards kicking goals, lots of goals. Jared, we all uh, we all like that um, experience. Yeah, Thursday night um, is something that uh, Travis Orton, Marcus King, you know, that team fixturing wise will work through. There are some considerations around that that we need to we need to work with, and that is you know five day turnarounds, those types of things. But it, it's certainly something we've got. Um, obviously, some Thursday nights coming up um, over the over the coming weeks as well. So yeah, I, I, I'm one for um, more Thursday nights, Jared. So are you of the mind that let's see if we can overcome the obstacles for for next year to make it a a more permanent part of the fixture? Yeah, I think wherever you can, Jared, you, you know, you, you comment there as far as obstacles. What, whatever we're doing um, within the game, um, you know, we we work out how how best you can overcome those obstacles. If it, if it's good for the game, then it, it absolutely has to be considered, no matter what it is. Um, you know, whether it's how the game's being played or um, you know, fixtured or or you know, the fan supporter experience in in, in a stadium. Um, the viewer experience, all, all those things, if there are obstacles, it's, it's incumbent on us to, to make sure we work through them. Steve, always good to have a chat. Thanks a lot. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it.